Following are offerings to Srila Prabhupada given by disciples on November 14th, 2007 in Sridhar Mayapur, India. Gananjana Sadakaya Chaksharun Militam Jena Tasmai Sigurave Nama Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Simate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Sarasati Deve Godabani Pracharine Nirvisesha sunyavadi paschatya deshatarine Mukakaroti bachalam pangolangayate giring Yatkipatamahang bande sigurung dinatarinam. My obeisances to my god brothers and god sisters who are on the dais and who are off the dais, to all the spiritual nephews, nieces, sons, daughters who are present here, Prabhupada's grandchildren, to all the devotees uh, who are here as followers of Srila Prabhupada. As we heard from Radhanath Swami, we we need to follow the, in the days of uh, Tirubhav, there are two issues. One is we're rejoicing that the spiritual master has gone back to Godhead that his life has been a spiritual success. At the same time, there's a legacy that he leaves behind us that we, that the followers also need to fulfill. So that's the most important uh, difference between the Janmastami, I mean the, uh, the Vyasa Puja and the Thirubhav. Today, we're celebrating this Tirubhav with thousands of devotees present. We're very grateful for Aranath Swami and uh, Indra Maharaj and other leaders have inspired so many devotees to come here. Generally in Mayapur, we don't have so many people for the Tirubhav. So we're really happy. We have a lot of people, but not this many. So, and uh, we hope that all of you will give, be touched. Actually, Prabhupada, when he was in Vrindavan, he gave the order that I want to go to Mayapur. He told us that wherever I leave my body, that's where my Samadhi Mandir will be, and 
in the, I mean, in Mayapur or Vrindavan, I'll leave in one of the two places. And if I leave in, in one, then the other place, you make a Pushpa Samadhi. And if I leave in, uh, and wherever I leave, that's where you make this Samadhi. So then he calls for the, the secretary. Of course, we're missing also the senior devotees and all the, our God brothers and God sisters already left. Distinguished uh, devotees like uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj and Gorgovinda Maharaj and Bhakti Tirta Swami and Sridhar Maharaj and Sarup Damodar Maharaj and so many other non-sannyasis who have recently left like Naguna Prabhu and others. be nice to have everyone present. They're with Prabhupada. We're here in separation with Prabhupada's in Vani. So the Prabhupada said he wanted to go to Mayapur. So here in Mayapur, we were all excited. Prabhupada's coming here. He's going to... Of course, we weren't thinking he's going to leave his body here. We were hoping he'd recover. <laughs> but he's going to come to Mayapur. So we got everything ready. And then... Somehow, the day when uh, they, they had ordered something like three or four Mercedes-Benz from the tourism department, in those days they didn't have so many foreign cars in India like they do today, and, but somehow they didn't arrive in time to catch the flight. Finally they arrived and they said, well, all the cars had broken down. We never heard of Mercedes-Benz breaking down, you know, all three, four of them. So when Prabhupada heard that, then he said, well... Krishna wants me to stay here. And we got the message, he's not coming and we'll be in Vrindavan. Then on the actual day of, uh, Prabhupada told me he wants to, wants us to build him a residence on the side of the Pukur. That time we had the, the Pukur, the uh, tank, water tank, the lake. So he said he wanted to have his residence there and he gave us some money Give me a check, a draft, to take to Mayapur. I remember that morning on the 14th of November, I had to go and catch a flight. Not a flight, those who took train. Took a train at some nearby train station. And I saw Prabhupada, his hand was moving in the air. He was, there was kirtan going on very soft, very sweetly. And Prabhupada, they said he hadn't been talking, but his just hand was moving with the kirtan. I paid my obeisances and went and caught the train. While the train was still moving the next morning, someone showed me the newspaper that your spiritual master has left the world. I was on the train and somehow... Then I took a plane back. The whole train ride just crying in separation. So I couldn't build... The, well, we built the residence. Prabhupada said that if I survive, then you build me the residence on the side of the lake, and if I leave, then build my samadhi there. So, with the help of Amrish Prabhu and the BBT book distributors and devotees from around the world, we built the Prabhupada samadhi here. The, the people here in Bengal know it as the Padma Mandir because of the big lotus in the front. They should know it as the Prabhupada Mandir, but the, anyway, Prabhupada somehow 
his temple is very famous. In the Durga Puja festivals in Calcutta, there's always a few Durga Puja pandals that make in the image of the Mayapur Samadhi. They say imitation is, uh, is a sincerest form of flattery. So, Like that. Prabhupada, we was here one year on the disappearance day of Bhakti, Siddha Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur. At that time he was uh, also mentioning that Tirubhav is the time when we remember to take up the, to please the previous acharyas. That we had to think not only of uh, the acharya who left, but also the previous acharyas and how to fulfill their unfinished dreams and desires. Then he gave an example that uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had, along with uh, Chakranath Das Babaji, had found the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya. Bhaktivinoda Thakur had begged door to door and built the first temple at the birthplace. So Bhakti Siddhanta Sarat Thakur had built the birthplace uh, larger temple, the Jogapita Mandir we have now. And so like this, Prabhupada said, I'm also, the, the, all the previous acharyas wanted to develop Mayapur. So it's also, I've been trying to develop Mayapur to fulfill their vision. And then, then he said, I'm very grateful for all the devotees who are helping me to develop Mayapur. And he broke down crying and couldn't speak anymore. I'm just thinking how pleased Prabhupada is with all the determination of Ambarish Prabhu and his uh, team to build the temple of Vedic Planetarium as Prabhupada dreamed. Prabhupada, one time I remember I was with Bhavananda on the roof of the Lotus, he turned to us, or, or maybe I don't remember where we were at that moment, but he said that. Uh, Usually when the spiritual master leaves, like in the Gaudiya Mat, there was so much fight and breaking up and they sell off the properties to maintain the daily expenses. He says, so I'm concerned that when I leave Iskan, that here Mayapur is uh, maintained. So actually if you can maintain whatever I've done, I'll be happy. And if you can expand it, then I'll be even more happy. At least if you can maintain it. So we can see here by the efforts of Radhanath Swami, there's a number of devotees uh, connected with uh, his preaching have expanded so much. All over the world, the devotees are from all the different preachers expanding. In those days, Prabhupada established 108 temples. And today we have about 500 or more and thousands of satsang groups, namhat groups, counselor groups, bhakti riksha groups all over the world. So by Prabhupada's blessings, his followers have not only maintained what he gave us, but also have expanded it. So we're hoping that Prabhupada is pleased. At the same time, there's so much more that needs to be done. 
One thing Prabhupada asked the GBC that every time they have a meeting, they should dedicate the beginning of the meeting to a session on unity and diversity. That ISKCON is a diverse society with people from all over the world, as we heard. And at the same time, we need to be united. So how to accommodate the diversity at the same time remain united in following Srila Prabhupada's teachings. Also how Srila Prabhupada, remember when he was in Vrindavan, there was uh, this Mr. Bajaj and some different people came to see him to ask him who is going to be his successor. Maybe they were hoping that he would name them. I don't know what was their idea. Prabhupada was hinting like that. That uh, the Prabhupada's reply was, all my followers, all the people that follow my teachings, they're all my successors. And the way Prabhupada established uh, ISKCON, that there wouldn't be one Acharya, like in many Gaudiya Mats, there's uh, only one Acharya successor named, and then after he names one. But Prabhupada, uh, he wanted all his followers to, all those who could be qualified, that they should be gurus. Just as Lord Chaitanya instructed, Jari Dako Tarekaho Kishnu Padesh Amagya Guru Hoya Taroidesh. They could spread the Krishna consciousness movement. Spread the movement all over the world. And this was Srila Prabhupada's vision that Krishna consciousness would be remembered for saving the world. The Krishna conscious movement would, uh, would save the world. He was very concerned. At the same time, Prabhupada was telling us in Vrindavan that uh, during the presence, of my spiritual master, my god-brothers, they didn't fight much. But after he left, they fought and they broke up. But my disciples, they fight even in my presence. So I'm worried, what's going to happen when I leave? But uh, also by the mercy of Prasad uh, Prabhupada and the sincerity of the followers, we're still together, working together under the Governing Body Commission. You can see how Prabhupada, he organized ISKCON, he said, they're following the blueprint given by Om Vishnupad, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur wanted a governing body. So Prabhupada, during his presence, he established the governing body and said this would be the ultimate management authority. So some individual may have some difficulty sometime, but collectively should be uh, more secure, should be secure. So like that, going through many different challenges, by following Prabhupada's instructions to work together to work under a governing body, we are able to expand and stay united.
So Prabhupada, my mother, my Prabhashram mother, was fortunate enough to come to see Srila Prabhupada here in Mayapur. And I was amazed that here Srila Prabhupada, I mean this may be, I just thought, well, nobody ever heard this. I didn't tell anybody. Well, my mother came and she was immediately attracted to Srila Prabhupada. And she wanted to do service for him. So he gave her the service that you can uh, bring me a vase of uh, roses. So she happened to be a horticulturalist and her specialty was roses. She was giving us lectures on how we were not taking proper care of the roses. You have to clip them in a particular angle and so many things. But she cut the roses and made a bouquet vase of roses and put on Prabhupada's desk. And one day I walked into Srila Prabhupada's room and there Prabhupada was preaching to my mother. <laughs> Probably all of you like uh, your guru to preach to your mother. <laughs> it's hard for the children to do it. Mother Prabhupada told me that I should be like Kapila Muni and preach to her, but she never asked me any questions like Devahuti. <laughs> <laughs> but there was Sri Prabhupada and he's explaining how we are that there's a everyone has a living is a living force. We didn't use very complicated words like Atma or soul, he just said a living force. You are the living force in the body. And like this he uh he was explaining using a very simple uh, methodology, and my mother got very much convinced. She's chanting, uh, four, still she chants four rounds a day. And then she told me that she put in a will that when she dies, she wants her ashes to be put, she wants to be cremated, and her ashes to be put in the Ganges in Mayapur. So when she was here, she walked down to the Ganges, and she slipped and went into the Ganges. And she was almost drowning and somehow the devotees pulled her out. She went in right up to the top of her head and she came back and told that to Prabhupada. And then Srila Prabhupada said, well, now you're protected. From here down, you won't have any, you know, deathly problem. But then she got a stroke in the very top of her head. So she came back again and she said, I want to take the full dip. I missed the top. <laughs> so like the Prabhupada, he could preach to everyone and anyone. And he presented it just in such a way that they could appreciate. I remember I was in 1968. We went with Srila Prabhupada to Terra des Homes. I don't know French very well, but I think man in his world... And uh, there they sent, gave us a special uh, guide to take our Prabhupada around the Indian pavilion and different places as a special honored guest. He was an invitee of the World Expo. But this lady, there she were all shaved up brahmacharis and uh, in saffron cloth and Prabhupada, elderly Indian. She had her hair all done up, you know, some curly hair. And she was sitting there, but she was like completely like... Uh, Ill at ease, what to say. And then Prabhupada you know, you have very beautiful hair. The nicely done hair. And then he was like, Prabhupada, somehow know just how to break the ice. 
And then she smiles, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> like this, the Prabhupada was the expert with everyone. So he wanted us also, he was telling, teaching us here how we should treat the guests. And then just then one government officer came and he showed us how to serve prasadam. He was joking with, he was the presidency commissioner, some very big post over three, four, one third of the state. And then Prabhupada, at the end of it, he said, if you treat them very nice, I'll ask you what they can do for you. So sure enough, Prabhupada treated them so nice, he said, what can we do for you? He said, well, I could use about 500 acres here for developing a spiritual city. So he worked very hard to get it, and he pushed the file and got all the way up to the chief minister. Then he, the chief minister, put a little note, uh, I want another review of this thing. And then after that, the chief minister got kicked out, and the communists came in, and everything became history. But this, minister, this uh, commissioner was so much uh, pleased by Prabhupada's dealings that uh, he tried very hard to get us uh, the land. So like that, we need to all learn from Srila Prabhupada. We are fortunate here to have the senior devotees who are reminding us so many different perspectives of Prabhupada's glories, Prabhupada's wonderful characteristics in nature. And we can follow in his footsteps. And I remember Prabhupada said, well, if three generations are born in Krishna consciousness, then uh, three generations are devotees, then... The, the third generation will be born devotees. So we have the Prabhupada and we have the grandest. We're, now that this, this grandson generation, grandson, granddaughter, is very important. If you can maintain Prabhupada's traditions and Prabhupada's legacy, as Arunan uh, Swami has uh, reminded us, then... We have good hope that all the future generations will also remain always Prabhupada followers, Prabhupada Nugas and Krishna conscious. Thank you very much for your dedication. Hare Krishna.